0: You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 86. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. How's everyone doing today? This is the Earn That Body podcast. I'm super excited to always bring you health, fitness, and nutrition information, things that you can put into play right away. Now we're going to go ahead and get started with what we call the Eagle's Eye on Health. That's just a little snippet and tidbit of new health information, health news, nutrition information that has maybe recently come up. And I found a great one about meditation, and we just did a podcast on this. So I thought, well, this is sort of a good follow-up. So basically what the American Heart Association is saying is that they have released a scientific statement noting that meditation has potential to reduce some heart disease risk factors and may be considered an adjunct to a heart-healthy lifestyle of good nutrition, physical activity, and smoking cessation combined with medical treatment for conditions like high cholesterol or high blood pressure. So once again, we are seeing that meditation is a benefit. Now, they did say since education on how to meditate is widely available and meditation has little, if any, risk associated with it, interested people may want to use these techniques in addition to established medical and lifestyle interventions as a possible way to lower heart disease risk. Now, numerous studies have reported on meditation's health benefits, which we talked a lot about in the podcast episode recently, the AHA formed a group to conduct a systematic review to determine whether sitting meditation practice may be beneficial for cardiovascular risk reduction. And the review excluded mindful movement activities and basically noted the following possible benefits of sitting meditation. For one, less stress, anxiety, and depression. Two, better sleep quality and overall well-being. Three, lower blood pressure. Four, help with smoking cessation. And five, decreased heart attack risk. Now, on this last one for decreased heart attack risk, only a few studies have been done, so they definitely said a lot more needs to be done to establish that. But, I mean... How can you not meditate knowing that it could lead to less stress, less anxiety, less depression, all these wonderful things. And like it said in the article, there's you know—there's no side effects from meditating. So instead of trying to find all these pills that people often do or, or these quick fixes to fix things, especially like depression and anxiety, things like that, you can actually use meditation and you don't even need anything. I mean, there's there's nothing that you even need to buy for meditation, which is, to me, the most wonderful thing. So once again, proving meditation is the way to go. If you missed that podcast episode, there were some really great examples of some great apps that you can get, and you don't have to buy them. A lot of them are free. And even on my podcast page, if you go to earnthatbody.com, go to the podcast tab, and that's where I have sometimes some show notes and different links If I, if I mention there's going to be a link and I did list the different apps on there for meditation. So if you know, you want to meditate, but you're kind of clueless on what to do, which why would you know how to meditate until you learn how, right? And these apps are fantastic at guiding you through. So I highly recommend it. And just to throw it out there in the new yoga OM program that is launching March 5th, we have meditations after each yoga video so i call them the yoga om meditations om meditations you'll see it when it's printed <laughs> um And they're so awesome. And not only will you be able to get to do the meditation while you lay in Shavasana with the video, but I'm also including the MP3 of these meditations so that you could just click it on your phone and put yourself through meditation anytime. So I know for me, I have really seen the benefits of meditation, and that's why it's something that I'm really encouraging my clients to do and friends and family. Now we're going to move on to the topic of the day. And, you know, maybe it goes hand in hand with something I had just said, which was, why are we so quick to grab a pill when something's going wrong? Or how about this? We want to do something right for our body, so we're going to pick a pill. But guess what? These pills are often called supplements, and we're going to talk today about supplements, and the reason that this came up was because I was actually in a Facebook group last week. I'm on a lot of different private groups for moms and fitness and athletes, all these things, and a breastfeeding mom posted something about what type of protein powder should I use while I'm breastfeeding you know obviously want to make sure that I'm using the right protein powder and now anybody who knows me out there probably knows that I kind of like flipped out for a second because I happen to be I don't want to say that I'm highly against supplements but I'm highly against (laughs) supplements and this podcast episode will really explain why. But so this mother who's breastfeeding, I kind of like freaked out and I jumped on and put my personal comment. And I just said, you know, when you're breastfeeding especially, I probably wouldn't ingest any supplements right now because they're not regulated by the FDA. And you can use you know so many natural food items and i I talked about the eagle shake she could try or using greek yogurt and so many other ways to get the protein in her body but while you're breastfeeding you want to be very careful about what you're putting in your body because obviously it's going to the baby well another woman jumped into the conversation, which is great. I mean, that is the great thing about social media is the interaction and the having conversation. And the woman said something very nice about my company. And then she said, but just so you know, Kim, um, supplements are regulated by the FDA. And so I kind of like almost fell off my chair because I was like, oh, maybe something new has happened. To supplements and maybe there is higher regulation now and I got kind of excited because that would be great and that's what needs to happen and I ran I went right to the website where the FDA discusses how they decide you know what's regulated what's not and the answer was very interesting I was in fact correct But she was correct, too. They do regulate it in a way. But that is something that we're going to get to in today's episode. All right. So hang on so you can hear exactly how they're regulated in sort of a very tricky way. But the first thing I want to do is I want to explain to you what is a dietary supplement? Because a lot of people are taking things and they don't consider them supplements, but they actually are. So, for example, do you take vitamins? Because vitamins are actually a dietary supplement. And as defined, by, as defined by Congress, what they actually say, the, the definition of dietary supplement is a product other than tobacco, that's not qualifying, that one is intended to supplement the diet, two contains one or more dietary ingredients, including vitamins, minerals, herbs, botanicals, amino acids, or other substances. Three is intended to be taken by mouth as a pill, a capsule, a tablet, or liquid. Four is labeled on the front panel as being a dietary supplement. And five, even vitamins are products regulated by the FDA, which we'll get to, (laughs) as dietary supplements. So all of those things dietary supplements they're supplements and you need to understand what you're taking and maybe how you're taking it and if there's any danger or if there's not and don't assume that you're not taking supplements because honestly a lot of pills and things now include supplements inside them and what do i mean by that well obviously i just said a vitamin is a supplement, but a lot of people think they're just taking a straight vitamin and that they're not getting any herbal supplements within it. You need to look at the ingredients even in your vitamins. Because even if you're taking like a multivitamin and you're like, well, I know this is safe. It's a multivitamin and I trust the brand. So many multivitamins now include herbal supplements inside the vitamin. And I know this because I was so annoyed by a company that someone had told me was a reputable brand. I am not gonna discuss the brand name, but I looked up and wanted to get a multivitamin. And when I looked at the ingredients, cause I always read labels and you should too, you should always see what you're taking in. There were a ton of Chinese herbs in it. Now you have to remember for anyone out there who doesn't know me, I actually went to, uh, I got my master's degree in Chinese medicine. So I studied every Chinese herb there is. And what I know from studying and getting my graduate degree for four years in that science is that there's a ton of Chinese herbs that you do not want to be taking on a daily basis. And in Eastern medicine, the goal is always to help you get stronger, to fix a problem, and then to get off the herbs. But if multivitamins are including Chinese herbs and they're telling you to take a a multivitamin every single day, but now you're also taking Chinese herbs every single day and not a lot of those herbs are supposed to be taken daily. So you have to be very careful about what you're putting in your body and you have to take ownership of that. So don't trust that a brand is going to do that for you. Now, what claims can a manufacturer make for a dietary supplement? The types of claims that can be made on the labels of an actual supplement is so much different than a drug. A drug has a completely different set of regulations. So drug manufacturers, they can claim that their product will diagnose, cure, treat, or even prevent a disease, but such claims may not legally be made for any dietary supplements. So just so you know, if you pick up a dietary supplement and you saw those claims, you actually have the right to to go to the FDA and let them know that this is being done inappropriately. And when you find out about how they're regulated, you'll understand why that it's in your power and you have to be the one to actually make that claim. Now, dietary supplements, can they help you? Can they hurt you? Well, I went and read and did a lot of research, and uh, right from Harvard Health Publishing, so right from Harvard itself, the average American, they said, diet leaves obviously a lot to be desired, which is very sad, but that is the way it goes in America. And research definitely finds that most people's plates are lacking in a lot of the essential nutrients that we need. Everything from calcium, potassium, magnesium. People are deficient in vitamin A and C and D. And so it's not really a big wonder why so many people are seeking out the supplements out there so that they can get the nutrition that they need. And so many people just find it easier to pick up a bottle and say, well, at least if I take this supplement, I know I'm getting all this nutrition that I'm definitely not getting from my McDonald's intake, right? So people, especially in America, they find it very easy to just buy a supplement that tells them they're going to get all of that missing nutrition. All right. But getting our nutrition straight from a pill, even though it sounds so easy, it does not necessarily deliver on the promise of being a more healthy person. And some even are dangerous, especially when taken in larger than recommended amounts. And that's the other thing. A lot of people aren't reading the bottles. They're not reading the directions that tell you how much they're supposed to be taking of a supplement. And maybe, for example, say you were taking a supplement for some kind of symptom you are feeling. And say that symptom was like really a lot that day. And so all of a sudden you're like, I'm just going to double up or triple up what I'm taking on this supplement because it's going to help with this pain you probably weren't supposed to do that. So not only do you need to read the label so you know what's in your supplement, you need to make sure you really understand how much of the supplement you're supposed to be taking in and never exceed that amount. Like, trust me, you never want to exceed the amount they tell you to take. Even if your supplement is like some herbal supplement and people think, oh, it's herbal. How bad can it be if I triple up? It can be bad, trust me. So always make sure you're following exactly how much you're supposed to be taking. Now, sort of, what is the excitement over supplements? You know, the problem is we hear a lot of encouraging news about supplements. Like, do you remember when vitamin D it was sort of hailed as a possible defense against a long list of diseases like cancer and diabetes and depression, even the common cold? What about the omega-3 fatty acids? They've been touted for warding off strokes and other cardiovascular events. Like So all of a sudden, a lot of these supplements, they get a lot of news, a lot of encouraging news, and that really gets everyone really excited. Antioxidants even, um, like vitamin C and E and beta carotene, they at one point were these promising silver bullets against heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's. And so when the news picks up on these things and really touts these supplement-type products, everyone goes out and sort of says, oh, well, I should be taking these. But the problem is many of the exciting supplement studies that were done were observational. And that means they didn't test a particular supplement against a placebo in a controlled setting. So the results of more stringent, randomized, controlled trials haven't yielded the same good news. So what I'm saying is what they're touting as all these great things that are happening, they weren't exactly uh, tested in a proper scientific method way. And so it's more observational what they tested and that was great. But then when controlled trials were done, they were not getting the same good news. is you know it really wasn't necessarily working but nobody really discusses that part like the supplements don't want you to know that their observational studies really didn't work out when they went into a controlled atmosphere and you know a controlled lab study so again you have to be very careful about what supplement you're taking and why you're taking it and what research was actually done on that particular supplement now Some supplements that were found to have health benefits in those observational studies turned out with more rigorous testing to not only be ineffective, but also very risky. So, for example, vitamin E, which was initially thought to protect the heart, was later discovered to actually increase the risk of bleeding strokes. Well, I bet you wish you had known that before you had started taking all these mass quantities of vitamin E folic acid and other b vitamins were once believed to prevent heart disease and strokes but the later studies not only didn't confirm that the benefit that benefit but actually raised concerns that high doses of these nutrients could increase your risk of cancer so, again, that's one of those reasons I'm telling you don't bump up the amounts they're telling you to take in, in, you know, thinking that, oh, it'll benefit me three times more if I take three times more. Because, like in this situation, the higher the dose of the nutrients, the higher the chance of a cancer risk. So, again, you gotta be so careful. That's why I'm always telling people just eat real food because real food is what the body knows how to process. And you don't have to be so worried and concerned about what's in an apple. The ingredients of an apple is an apple, right? If you're taking a supplement that has 40 ingredients in it and you can't even pronounce half of them, it's concerning. All right. So the big question really comes down to this. And this is how this whole podcast... I've wanted to do a supplements podcast for a very long time. But this Facebook questioning situation that I was in really fueled my fire to get this done. Because the question becomes, are they regulated? Okay? Are these supplements regulated? We live in America, right? They they, they regulate things. The FDA regulates things. Well, I didn't read you the actual definition, and this is what I had to read at or print to the lady on Facebook. And this comes from the US Food and Drug Administration's website. This is right from their website, all right? It says the FDA regulates both finished dietary supplement products and dietary ingredients. The FDA regulates dietary supplements under a different set of regulations than those covering conventional food and drug products. As I said, supplements are regulated completely differently than drug products. They're not considered drug products. Under the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act of 1994, this is how the regulation works. Manufacturers and distributors of dietary supplements and dietary ingredients are prohibited from marketing products that are adulterated or misbranded. That means that these firms are responsible for evaluating the safety and labeling of their products before marketing to ensure that they meet all the requirements of the DSHEA and FDA regulations. So what that just said is that the company itself who is making these supplements, they are responsible for evaluating their own safety and labeling of their product. Now, the next part of the definition says, FDA is responsible for taking action against any adulterated or misbranded dietary supplement product after it reaches the market. There you go. The FDA is responsible for taking action after it reaches market. The market. So what does that mean? To me, it means it's not regulated because I could actually pick up a bottle of a supplement at Whole Foods anywhere, ingest it, and get very sick, and then have to tell the FDA, this made me sick. Now I have God only knows what. And at that point, they will take action. Do you consider that regulation? Because I don't consider that regulation. (laughs) Or it's a very different type of regulation, and I'm not willing to take that risk by taking supplements and waiting for someone to be bold enough to figure out that something is not right in here or that they are misbranding it, they're saying things they shouldn't be saying about it. It actually has to be brought to the FDA's attention before they'll take action on it. Isn't that amazing? Like I think it's amazing, and most people do not know that that's the way the supplements work. So once I pointed that out on the Facebook page, if any of you are on that Facebook page, I'm sure you saw it, and it was a very nice series of interaction. There was no, there was no, you know, anger or anything like that. I just wanted to state what the actual definition was, so that this woman who was breastfeeding—that was my only concern—really understood the regulation as well. And then the woman said, no, you're right. I mean, that is how the FDA, you know, regulates it. And then another woman came in and said, well, then that's really not regulating it if it can hit the shelf. And that was my point exactly. So does the FDA regulate supplements? Well, technically, yes, but this is how they regulate it. They regulate it after it's already hit the market. To me, that's scary. And I'm just not willing to put things in my body knowing that Anything could be in there. Now, this woman also said one other thing. She said, well, don't you think most supplement companies are honest? I mean, why would they put something in it that was bad, or why would they, you know, misrepresent? I'm sorry, but we live in a time where a company will do anything to make as much money as they can. I mean, why do why do cigarette companies make cigarettes? They know it's killing people with lung cancer, but they make a ton of money, right? So don't just assume because it's a supplement company and that's like in the health industry that this supplement company is out there to help you because really what they're out there to do is they're they're there to make a profit. Now I'm not saying all supplement companies are like that. Obviously there's some fantastic ones. I'm sure they're out there and their goal truly is to help people's health. But I'm not going to trust these people that I do not know. So again, I like to use this podcast as a way to share information so that people can be aware of it. Why would you guys be aware of this? Like most people wouldn't be aware of this. I just happen to be in the health industry. I'm in the nutrition industry. I read all the time. Like these things are important to me and that's why I have a podcast because I want to reach as many people as I can with free information like this just to help people. So Don't feel bad if you are taking a bunch of supplements right now and you're like, I had no idea. I mean, again, why would you know this unless you've read it somewhere before? But now you know, and now you have the choice to make decisions and and to do more research on the supplement that you're taking. It doesn't mean you can't take supplements, but you really have to do the research out there, okay? So how do you know if an herbal supplement, if their claims are true? Well, manufacturers of herbal supplements are responsible for ensuring that the claims they make about their products aren't false or misleading and that they're backed up by adequate evidence, but they aren't required to submit this evidence to the FDA. Amazing. Again, right? They're not required to even submit any evidence. So to be a smart consumer, don't just rely on the product's marketing. Look for the objective. Look at the research-based information that the product is claiming to make. You know, so you might have to go to the website, and they might have some research on there. But let me tell you something. Make sure that the research was done by a different company, not by their own company, You can imagine how that research could get skewed, right? So there's a lot of supplement companies out there that hire other companies to evaluate their product. And that's what you want. You want to make sure that an outside company is doing a fair research evaluation on that product. And all of that information should be on your supplement company's website. It should be very easy to find. And if it's not, then I would question, well, How do they know? How are they saying this is true if there's no relevant information? There's no research information. You have to dig for it. You shouldn't have to dig for it. They should want to tell you, right? They should want to show you all this research. So definitely do that research if you're taking a supplement. Go the extra mile because this is your body. And usually supplements are sadly taken every single day. And if that could really add up over time, you want to make sure you know what's in it. Now, one thing is for sure, who should not use herbal supplements. If you have health issues, it's you, it's essential that you always want to talk to your doctor before trying anything, even an herbal supplement. For some people, people think for some reason people think that herbal supplement means, oh, it's plant-based and it's always going to be fine. There's a lot of high-risk situations with herbal supplements, and your doctor might want to recommend that you avoid avoid herbal supplements altogether, depending on what your health issues might be. Um, It's always important to ask your doctor if you're taking prescription or over-the-counter medications if you can take an herbal or supplement because they could interact, okay? So if you're taking any prescription or over-the-counter medications, do not just assume because it's a, you know, everybody takes it or whatever that, oh, I'm sure it's fine. You need to ask your doctor, is it okay if I take this herbal supplement with this prescription or any supplement for that matter? You really should ask your doctor. Um, Also, if you're pregnant or you're breastfeeding, you always need to ask your doctor if it's safe for you to take these type of supplements. And again, if you're breastfeeding or pregnant and taking medications, you absolutely want to make sure that you ask your doctor if it's okay to take the supplement. Because sometimes these supplements and medications interact in ways that might not be best for you. Another time you would want to ask your doctor is if you're having surgery. So a lot of herbal supplements can actually affect the success of your surgery. Some may decrease the effectiveness of your anesthesia or cause dangerous complications like bleeding or high blood pressure. So if you're taking any supplements and you're getting, you're about to have surgery, you absolutely want to tell your surgeon, your doctor, everyone needs to know what you're taking. They might want you to go off it for like a week or several days before that procedure. Now, also, if you're younger than 18 or if you're older than 65, you need to be careful about herbal supplements because very few have been tested on children or have been established as safe doses for children or the older adults as well. So any... Older adults may metabolize medications differently. They may metabolize these supplements differently. And there just haven't been enough studies and research done to really establish that. I mean, personally, I would not give a child any supplements. There's, I I can't think of anything a child needs that you can't get from real food. If they're lacking something in their diet and the doctor's like, they need more, this. I would do everything I could to find out which real food ingredients you could bump up in their nutrition versus giving them a supplement. All right. Now, safety tips for using herbal supplements. If you've done your homework and you plan to try an herbal supplement or you want to continue taking one, I would follow these tips. One, You always want to follow the supplement instructions, right? Just what I said before, you don't want to exceed any of those recommended dosages. And you don't want to take a supplement for longer than recommended. So some supplements might actually say this is recommended for 10 days, 10 to 15 days, whatever. If it has some kind of expiration like that, please listen to it. Not everything is meant to be taken every day for the rest of your life. Another, uh, tip for you is that you want to keep track of what you take. So take only one supplement at a time to determine if it's effective. Meaning if you're taking a few different supplements to fix a problem, you're never going to know which one is actually helping. So you want to keep track of what you're taking, how much you're taking, how long you're taking it for, and if it's affecting you at all. And stop taking the supplement if it is not effective. So, I mean, and I really say this for medication too, never go off a medication without discussing it with your doctor. But if you've been taking a medication for a really long time and it is not effective or it's no longer effective, don't just keep taking it. Go to your doctor and discuss that with them. And the same thing goes for a supplement. Now, another tip for you, please... Choose your brand wisely. You want to stick to brands that have been tested by independent sources. So you may see something like consumerlab.com or U.S. Pharmacopeia Convention. It's called the USP. You want brands that are getting outside testing of their products. They are not testing it themselves, but they're actually having these outside independent sources test their products. And you're going to get that with the right brand. Okay. So that's really important. And then you always want to check alerts and advisories. So the FDA actually maintains lists of supplements that are under regulatory review or that have been reported to cause adverse effects. Again, they had to be reported and they were actually on that shelf causing problems, but the FDA doesn't do anything until they've been reported. And you actually can't find these lists. So you can go to the FDA website and periodically check for updates on anything that you might be taking or want to take always look that up now sometimes i have clients who are like i have this new symptom i've been feeling really dizzy lately uh my blood pressure my doctor said went up If you ever have any new symptoms, you always want to ask yourself, are you taking anything new? Again, for some reason, herbal supplements, people think they're just naturally healthy. They're natural. They're herbs. And they don't even think about it that, oh, I started getting these headaches two weeks ago. I started taking that supplement two weeks ago. Always check if a symptom could potentially relate to when you started taking a new supplement. Because supplements can cause things like dizziness, high blood pressure, headaches, a million things. You know, it's important that you always ask yourself if it could be the supplement that you're taking. So how does this all end? It all ends with this. When in doubt, how can you use real food, people? Right? We want real food. I mean, I almost never go down the supplement aisle except to get wellness drops, which I love from Whole Foods. But other than that, and I take take that so rarely, um, but how can we use real food to fix whatever you're lacking in your body that you reach for the supplement for? We need a variety of nutrients each day, to stay healthy. And that means we have to eat things with calcium and vitamin D to protect our bones, folic acid to produce and maintain our new cells and vitamin A to preserve a healthy immune system and your vision. But all of those things can be gotten with food. The source of these nutrients is so, so important. It's usually is best to try to get vitamins and minerals and nutrients from food as opposed to supplements. Always. Your body knows how to process food. It does not always know what's going on with these supplements. So, fruits, vegetables, fish, other healthy foods contain all these nutrients that we need, and they're not found necessarily in a pill. They all can be found in real food, and like I said, the body knows how to digest it, what to do with it. You don't have to you don't have to add this and that because you're taking this supplement and then it's not gonna be absorbed unless I take this supplement. I mean, how many times have you heard like, well if you take vitamin D, then you also have to take this to help with absorption and but if you just ate real food then you wouldn't have to worry about all that. So taking certain vitamins or minerals in a higher than recommended dose can actually also interfere with absorption and cause side effects. So here's a few just for you, like food sources of nutrients where you could go. So instead of taking a calcium pill, you could eat milk, yogurt, sardines, tofu, even fortified orange juice, right? Iron. A lot of people are deficient in iron. I'm the only person in the world who has too much iron. It's so rare. (laughs) But iron, if you need more, you could eat oysters, chicken liver. Some people might not want to, but very, very high in iron. Even turkey has a lot of iron. If you need those omega-3s, how about salmon? I mean, you should be having salmon every week because it has those wonderful omega-3 fatty acids, even sardines and flaxseed and walnuts and soybeans. You can get all of your omega-3s with that. Vitamin A, you're gonna get that from your sweet potatoes, your spinach, your carrots, cantaloupe, which I love, tomatoes. Now you can see all of these supplements that people are taking, you could just integrate into your weekly food intake. Even vitamin D, you can get that from salmon, tuna, yogurt, fortified milk, and then vitamin E, wheat germ oil, almonds, sunflower seeds, just sprinkle sunflower seeds on your salads. Peanut butter, all real food. So there you go. There is my rant and rave on supplements and the fact that they are regulated, but yet they're really not, in my opinion. Um, and it's always going to come back to eating real food, in my opinion. There's, there's not going to be a time when I'm like, guess what, everybody, I found the new diet for you. Like, it's going to be taking blah. No, because it's always going to be real food, real exercise. There's never going to be anything more than that. There's never going to be a supplement that's going to fix that. I I really don't think there's going to be a supplement that's going to cure anything out there. Because I believe that everything that our body really needs does come from the earth or from a mother so the vegetarians might not like to hear that but really all real food comes from the earth or from a mother and those are the things our body apparently understands how to digest how it what to do with it how to use it and don't get me wrong people have allergies and not everybody can eat everything I totally understand that and, and sometimes we do need a supplement and we do need medication but all I'm saying is do your research do your due diligence on everything that you eat, including herbal supplements, anything, always read the label. And if you don't know, you can call the supplement company. And if they cannot answer a question, you should be concerned. If you can't find that information on their website, you should be concerned. And you might be the person who reports something to the FDA to let them know this company is not following all of those rules that you have listed. So take action, people. I always want to see you guys empower yourself with your health, with your nutrition, and feel fabulous. So to me, the best way to do that is by eating real food and avoiding as many supplements as possible. I hope that does it for today. If you have any questions, you can always let me know. I do post these links for each podcast each week on the Earn That Body Facebook page, on the Earn That Body Instagram page. So please make sure you're following Earn That Body on social media. That is also a great way to reach out to me if you do have any questions about a particular podcast episode. And I'm always looking for great ideas for new episodes. If you have something you want me to cover, definitely let me know. Hope you all have a fantastic week, and I hope it's real food full without any supplements. Have a good one. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to EarnThatBody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.